Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Should the Cardinals sign Josh Hader? Are the St. Louis Cardinals a premier free agent destination? Are they anymore? And we're going to answer the question, if the Cardinals do X, will they be a World Series contender, a legitimate World Series contender? All of that and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Okay, so the latest thing that's out there, and it's not really out there, the idea has just been floated by a few people that Josh Hader, who is a closer, uh, formerly with Milwaukee, left-handed pitcher, gave the Cardinals all sorts of problems in his time with the Brewers. Josh Hader is a free agent, and he's available for the Cardinals to sign if they should so choose. Potentially, it's been talked about that he could get a $100 million uh, contract, so I highly doubt if the Cardinals would do it. Um, But the question is that we're asking is, should they do it? And... Honestly, it would be very, very risky. It would be unlike the Cardinals to do something like this. Because if you look at just his numbers, I mean, in 2022, his ERA was over seven. He pitched in 19 games for the San Diego Padres. You remember Milwaukee made that trade with the Padres, trading Josh Hader away, even though they were contenders at the time, which raised a lot of eyebrows around the league. But even in 2022, before the trade, he wasn't up to... Josh Hader standards. I mean, 4.24 ERA before the trade, that's in 37 games. I mean, his his ERA plus was below average. His FIP was a little bit high. I mean, he just wasn't typical Josh Hader that we're used to seeing. But then in 2023 with the Padres in 61 games, 1.28 ERA, 85 strikeouts in 61 games. 85 strikeouts and 56 and a third innings. And he was that shutdown reliever that Josh Hader, we know that he can be, that we've seen that he can be in his time in the NL Central with the Brewers. And he did have three seasons in 2017, 2018, and 2019 where his ERA was in the twos. He recorded a a 30 save season, a 37 save season in 2019. And he, let's face it, he can shut down and lock down games in the late innings. And that's a piece that the Cardinals should definitely be interested in. However, as we talked about, his stats have been somewhat of a roller coaster. I mean, he, when he's on, he's the most elite closer in baseball. I mean, that's, that's the ceiling. However, the floor, we've seen the floor drop out with Hader in 2022. And again, it's a risk. It's signing a reliever to a long-term contract is always a risk. The Cardinals know this better than anybody. Brett Cecil, Andrew Miller, although the Andrew Miller deal wasn't as terrible as some Cardinals fans make it out to be, it still wasn't great. I'm not saying it was, but signing a reliever, especially a reliever who is going into his age 30 season is risky, but the Cardinals are supposedly in win now mode. They're, they're supposedly pushing their chips in. They've signed Sonny Gray. They've signed Lance Lynn. They've signed Kyle Gibson. They've revamped this rotation, at least for the here and now. We've talked about, is this rotation good enough for 
further on down the road? Do they have the the prospects in AAA in the minor leagues? That's a big question mark. Is Tink Hens, Gordon Grosefo, Takoa Roby, are those guys that you can develop and you know make into major league arms? That's a big question mark, and we'll talk more about the starting pitching later on in the show, later on in the episode. But this would be a move. If you sign Josh Hader, now you look at the bullpen. You look at Ryan Helsley, Josh Hader, Gallegos, Romero at the back end of your bullpen. And oh, by the way, you also have Matthew Libertor and Zach Thompson, who can be pseudo starters or long relievers for you in the bullpen as well. All of a sudden, signing Josh Hader, even though it's potentially what I, it looks like somewhere in the, in the neighborhood of a five-year, $100 million deal, something like that is probably what it's going to take for Josh Hader, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But if, if you make this move, you have that upside of potentially having one of the better bullpens in Major League Baseball with Helsley and Josh Hader. I mean, it's I'm, I'm struggling to find a combination that would be better. You'd certainly have... The best, I mean, the Cardinals already are probably the favorites to win the NL Central, as crazy as that sounds, based on what they've done compared to other teams in the NL Central. But if you would just if you were to sign Josh Hader, that would be a move that puts you over the top, in my estimation, because now you can really lock down games. The Cardinals were amongst the league leaders in the MLB and blown saves last year. That was that for a primarily that was because. Ryan Helsley wasn't healthy for a good stretch of the season, and that put a, a tax on the bullpen. Also, starting pitchers weren't going very deep into games. Hopefully, that problem is solved this year because, as we all know, the Cardinals got a lot of innings for, uh, in free agency. Sonny Gray, Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn. But, if again, signing Josh Hader, I think it's a move they should absolutely consider. Do I think they are going to do it? No. Do I think it would be a very risky move that could blow up in their face? Yes, I do. But if you are pushing your chips in, this is this is what free agency is. It's to fill the holes in your win now team, and the car and and signing Josh Hader would be a huge shot in the arm for a big big hole in that bullpen right now. They definitely need help there. I doubt they do it, but I think they should definitely. It's definitely something they they should consider. Let's talk about St. Louis Cardinals being a premier free agent destination. This was a, a topic. That was brought up by Charlie Marlowe on his channel. And he asked, the, he just posed the question, the, you know, the free agents have to want to come to St. Louis, right? I mean, we hear Mosaic talk about, oh, Sonny Gray, he wanted to be in St. Louis. He want, Sonny Gray wanted to be in St. Louis, and that's a big reason why he's here. And I hear that, and I roll my eyes. I, you know, I, it's great that you wanted to be here. Obviously, you want to be here, but... Also, a big part of you wanting to be here is the money that we're paying you to be here. I mean, three years, $75 million. I mean, comparing it to the other pitchers on the market, it's a pretty good deal in hindsight. But at the same time, it's still a lot of money to pay a 34-year-old pitcher who is coming off one of the best seasons of his career. But likely, you know, a pitcher, I mean, there's it's not that long of a deal, I, I suppose. But a pitcher in the, in the mid-30s, it's always, it's always a risk. Right, signing these starting pitchers uh, like, like like a Sonny Gray. Do we think he's going to be good? I think he's going to be really good. But uh, well, you cannot deny that the, a good part of the reason that why Sonny Gray is here is because the Cardinals were willing to pay him. Yeah, he's got a home in Tennessee. I get it, but it's it has it has to do with the money as well. So 
That is true, I suppose, but money talks. So to answer that question, are the St. Louis Cardinals a premier free agent destination? To a certain extent, the answer to that question is no, because we're in the middle of the Midwest, where it's not a big city, it's not Chicago, it's not Los Angeles, it's not New York. I don't know if the Cardinals have ever been a free agent destination. I don't know if St. Louis has ever been that for free agents, which also puts the the importance of developing your own talent, developing and keeping players that you develop in the minor leagues, specifically starting pitching. That's why that is so important, and that's why that should be an emphasis for the Cardinals going forward. In the draft, they, they pick number seven. I would I would I would bet that that pick's probably going to be a pitcher. I would assume. I don't know. That definitely going to have to be consideration. But if you are the Cardinals, this is how you should play free agency. Free agency is meant to plug holes. You should ideally develop your own talent from within. We all know that. Free agency is meant to plug holes in your roster. And the Cardinals this season are trying to plug a lot of holes, primarily in their starting pitching rotation, in free agency. But money talks, man. If you give a player more money than another franchise is willing to give them, they would have to consider that based on what on what the contract could do for them. I mean, in that way, I guess I guess there are certain players who would not come to St. Louis no matter how much money you threw at them. They're in that situation, but there are other players that would be of it. I mean, it goes all the way back to the Max Scherzer conversation I've had a hundred times on this show. Max Scherzer wanted to come to St. Louis. The Cardinals were not willing to match the the money that the Nationals were going to give him back in 2014. So at some level, you have to be willing to spend the money to lure the free agents here. It can't just be this, oh, well, they have to want to be here in St. Louis. They have to, you know, we'll pay market value. Uh, for this pitcher, but we're not going to go above and beyond. They have to want to be here. No, that's not going to work for a good majority of the base of players out there. And so if that's the Cardinals approach, if the Cardinals approach is, yeah, we'll meet the market price. And then LA or New York or Chicago comes along and says, oh yeah, we'll also meet market price. And that sense that then you're not a free agent destination when you're, you know, comparing St. Louis to to these other cities, that's just not a fair comparison, right? Because these other cities, are huge media markets with a lot more to offer. And that's nothing against St. Louis. It's just the reality of the situation. It's not me hating on St. Louis. I love St. Louis. It's just it's just a reality. So if the Cardinals want some of these players, they may have to go above and beyond to secure their services, meaning that they're going to have to pay them a little bit more money, maybe add another year onto the end of their deal. Now, does that come with risk? Yes, but this is why you shouldn't put yourself in the position that the St. Louis Cardinals have put themselves in this year. They they should never have let their pitching development go sideways the way that it did. And there are some things that we could talk about. I mean, what happens if Alex Reyes doesn't get hurt? What happens if Jack Flaherty is the guy? You know, th- there are all sorts of questions that we could ask and, and answer and speculate on. But the Cardinals did not do a good enough job of developing starting pitching within their organization. They just didn't do it. And they got unlucky at certain spots and they made some bad trades of position players that would have put them in a better spot now than they than, than they are in, than they're in. And the bottom fell out last year and we all saw what happened. So the Cardinals, in order to not overpay to meet their needs, 
they need to start developing players a little bit better than they're than they have been doing it specifically starting pitching that's how you solve this problem but now that they're in this situation they have to spend at least i think so because you're coming off of a, a season where you've won 71 games it's the worst season in a long long time since the 90s you kept the manager who won 70 games when the crosstown rival the chicago cubs got rid of david ross after almost making the playoffs and then they, they, the your division rival moved on and signed the best. Some people believe the best manager in baseball that was available. And so now, what are you left to do to show your fans that hey, we're a legitimate World Series contender? This is what we're the St. Louis Cardinals. We never rebuild. We just retool. What are you going to do to show them that? Oh, we're going to sign Sonny Gray. Great move. Oh, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, eh, moves that I'm optimistic for, but I don't really know. I mean, they're 36-year-old starting pitchers on one-year deals. What's the long-term solution here with the starting pitching? Is it Takoa Roby? Is it Tink Hentz? Is it Gordon Graceffo? These are guys that we're all really excited about, but the Cardinals seem to be focused on the here and now with a lot of their moves, and we'll see what they do, but they are still, if you ask me, as we sit here today on December 27th, the Cardinals are still not, they're st- like, if you're asking me, are they a playoff team with the, the way the roster is currently constructed? I don't think so. I think it's borderline at best. I know the division's not very good, but the Cubs, they're going to make some moves. They haven't done anything to this point. And the, I still think the starting pitching rotation isn't up to where it should be because I don't think you can count on Steven Matz. I don't think it's fair to think that Lance Lynn or Kyle Gibson or either one of them are more than a fourth or fifth starter in your rotation. Is Miles Michaelis going to bounce back? I don't know. There's still a a glaring hole in the two spot. If Sonny Gray is going to be your ace, there's a glaring hole in the two spot of that rotation still. At least I think so. But I want to hear what you think. Let me know what you think of the Cardinals' moves to this point. Are they still a premier free agent destination? I want to hear what you think uh, in the comments. You can email me at seth.dwoldiewold at gmail.com. Or you could DM the show at Believe in STL Cardinals on Twitter. And we'll be right back after after this short break. We are going to discuss if the Cardinals did X, would that make them a legitimate World Series contender right after this from our sponsors? We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the link is in the description of the podcast. And subscribe to the podcast because we're putting these out Twice a week is what we're shooting for. Uh, the holiday season got in the way of me doing more, but we'll, we're back on our schedule now. And it's it's St. Louis Cardinals. It's St. Louis Cardinals all the time. That I, I've been a fan. I, I talked about it on my first episode. I've been a fan since I was a very, very small kid. The Cardinals mean so much to me and my family. And I'm very thankful for the Cardinals. They've given us a lot, a lot of good memories. Two World Series championships in my lifetime and that's a lot more than a lot of other fan bases can say so i'm very very thankful for the cardinals but as fans 
we can't help but want more for our team and we can't help but want them to do to make moves that we believe are going to make them into a world series contender so i just want you to you know close your eyes not if you're driving if you're driving pay attention to the road but i just want you to answer this question if the cardinals did x would this make them a world series contender because i still think the cardinals have some moves left to make primarily i think their focus should be on adding another starting pitcher to the starting pitching rotation i think that that's something they should do and i think the perfect pitcher is out there i don't and i don't think this pitcher would necessarily break the bank i mean it would be a big contract but it wouldn't be a yamamoto level contract and the pitcher and, and this pitcher also has some familiarity with the cardinals so and of course, if you haven't guessed it by now, I'm talking about Jordan Montgomery. And I've talked about Jordan Montgomery on this program before, but I think Jordan Montgomery is the perfect solution to the Cardinals starting pitching rotation. So the question is, if the Cardinals sign Jordan Montgomery, does that make them a World Series contender? And I would say no, not just that. But it does make their starting pitching rotation, I think it makes their starting pitching rotation very good with Sonny Gray and Jordan Montgomery at the top that slides Miles Michaelis to that third spot. And now Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson are the four or five in your rotation. And you can move Steven Matz to the bullpen, which helps out the bullpen too, which is why I believe if you add to that starting pitching rotation, it kind of helps every aspect of your pitching staff. It helps the bullpen and the starting pitching rotation in one move. You've at, if you move Steven Matz to the bullpen. So that is the move I would make. I don't know if it makes them a, a World Series contender. I think it makes them a playoff team because we know what the Cardinals are offensively. They're a really, really good offensive team with Arenado, Goldschmidt, Contreras, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, Lars Newbar. I mean, Brendan Donovan. I mean, the list goes on Tommy Edmond. They're very good defense. They, they should be a better team defensively this year if they have legitimate spots for everybody, and they should be a really good offensive team this year as well we saw that last year they were legitimate top 10 offensive team in baseball so their offense is good enough and signing jordan montgomery and the numbers that are out there right now uh for jordan montgomery six years 140 million again that's a big contract to give a 30 year old pitcher but it would you could view it as a relatively long-term solution to a one or two spot two spot until sunny gray is a free agent in three years or four years because he has that option on the back end of his contract. You could view those two as your one, two pitchers in the rotation for the foreseeable future for as long as, you know, like for as long as you could plan these sorts of things out. And then maybe when Lance Lynn goes away in a couple of years or retires and Kyle Gibson, same story, maybe then Tink Hens is ready. Maybe Gordon Graceffo, Takoa Roby, those types, maybe they're ready at that point. And now you've got your starting pitching rotation figured out. And, and oh, by the way, along the way, you're drafting and developing more pitching. That's hopefully turning into top tier uh, or at least, um, you know, that's developing into good major league quality pitching. Hopefully you're doing that. So but another move that we've talked about, I think these two moves together would make the Cardinals a legitimate World Series contender. So if you sign Jordan Montgomery and you sign Josh Hader, 
the Cardinals are probably not going to do it, but you know, this is a podcast. Let's just pretend that, you know, the Cardinals would do this. Like if let's, let's pretend that we're waking up tomorrow morning and the Cardinals have signed Jordan Montgomery and Josh Hader. Would this make them a world series contender? And I think it would, I legitimately think it would because Josh Hader solves one of your biggest problems in the bullpen. We've talked about his numbers. He he's when he's on, he is the, most one of the most if not the most elite closer in all of baseball and so the the contract that's been thrown out there for josh haters a deal like five years a hundred million dollars which is a huge risk and that's a lot of money but those two moves in a vacuum like okay so the total deal we'll say six years 140 million for montgomery five years 100 million for josh Hader. so that's 240 million dollars total that's still less than what the dodgers paid for Yamamoto uh, in total. Um, so the positives would be these contracts would take these players not to age 40, but the con- they would take the contracts to, they would be about 36, 37. Both players would be around that. I think Josh Hader would be 35 by the time the contracts are up. So you're not pushing them into close to age 40 or anything like that. The, the con- if you look at the numbers of these contracts, of these contracts, of these speculative contracts that are not real in any stretch of the, the imagination, that's it's $23.3 million for Montgomery and $20 million a year for Hader. That's $43.3 million of salary that would need to be added to the books if the Cardinals were to make these moves. And so that would bump up the Cardinals payroll from $163 million. And I'm taking all these numbers from Spoke Tracks. Um, and this is like total, that's everything. Like that's players going through arbitration. That's minor league players. That's their star players. 163 million is according to Spotrax, what the Cardinals are at right now. That would bump them up to 206 million. So that would bump them just above that $200 million mark. That's been talked about by many, many people as you know, the Cardinals never want to go over that $200 million mark. Right. But th- that would take them there to 206. That still wouldn't be over the luxury tax. The Cardinals would be fine there. And these contracts, while they're relatively big, they're not massive, right? It's st- They're still very risky, especially Josh Hader. I think the Jordan Montgomery deal I would prefer over the Josh Hader deal, if you're asking me. Um, but still, it's it's not crazy to think that the Cardinals shouldn't really, really consider doing this. And I think... If the Cardinals were to sign Josh Hader and Jordan Montgomery, that would make them a legitimate World Series contender because I think the rotation would be good enough, especially at the top with Montgomery and Sonny Gray. And then, you know, somebody needs to emerge in the three, four, five. I think Michaelis could have a nice season, a nice bounce back season. We've seen it before from him. And Lance Lynn is probably going to pitch better than he pitched last year. And if he's your four or five in the rotation, that you know, he can have a bad game every now and then. Same deal with Kyle Gibson. If you're not counting on him to be a number three in the rotation or number four in the rotation, then I feel a lot better about it. And especially at the top, like we've seen what Montgomery can be in St. Louis, and he was really good last year. He was our best pitcher. So if you add him back into the fold with Josh Hader in the bullpen, now you have two, now you have the two pieces that you wanted to add to your bullpen because now Steven Matz is in the bullpen with Josh Hader. And you have Josh Hader, Ryan Helsley, Gallegos, Jojo Romero, and Steven Matz in the bullpen, along with whoever else you want in there. 
you're going to have a plethora of options. You have Libertor, you have Zach Thompson, you have Packy Naughton, you have um, uh, many other players I can't think of right now, but you get the point, right? All of a sudden, this team becomes very exciting, at least in my estimation. If I woke up tomorrow and that happened, I would be very, very happy, and I would think the Cardinals got a shot. I think they're going to win the Central with this amount of talent, but unfortunately, I don't think the Cardinals are going to do it. I think one of those moves might be on the table, but those two moves in a vacuum, I just don't think it's the way the Cardinals do business. But let me know what you think. I think both of those moves should be on the table. If the Cardinals sign both of them, I think it makes them a legitimate World Series contender. Like people would be talking about the Cardinals, like they're going to go to the playoffs, like they're, they have a potential to go to the World Series. I mean, if the Arizona Diamondbacks could can make it to the World Series with the, the team that they had, I suppose the Cardinals have a chance with the team that they have currently constructed, I suppose. I, I still think they need starting pitching. But let me know what you think in the comments. Let me know what you think. You can Again, you can email me a question for the show at seth.dewald at gmail.com or you can DM the show on Twitter at Believe in STL Cards on Twitter. And until next time, go Cardinals. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.